Warrior Woman, welcome back to the podcast. I have a very cool episode for you today. My guests, yes, guests, I have a double whammy on here for you today. They are known as the real food gangsters. And I even feel pretty gangster saying their name. Josh and Janine from East West Healing have been teaching confused and tired people how to ditch supplements and heal their thyroid with food. They have nerd qualifications, uh, but what's really key here is that they've spent the last 20 years not only educating themselves through research, self-research courses, certifications, but also working one-on-one with thousands of clients all over the world. They are the creators of the RTN method, which is restoration thyroid nutrition. So they talk a lot about thyroid, (laughs) but as you'll hear in the podcast, it's not just about the thyroid. Their method RTN is designed to teach people how to use food with a strategy and intention. So we talk about this in the podcast. There's a process, there's a method, there's a why behind it to really unpack and unravel the long-term effects that chronic stress has had on the body. So they help build this solid foundation for the body to heal, uh, for the nervous system to heal. And the long game is to ultimately reach this uh, optimal balance, this uh, nervous system that's healthy uh, and optimal thyroid health. So in the episode today, which I was so grateful to have them both on, they are a power couple, J&J. Josh loves talking. He loves talking about the science and Jeannie just has this beautiful way of simplifying what can feel very complex and very overwhelming. So the three of us sat together for over an hour and we spoke about their work, uh, why the thyroid, Uh, we looked at what's going on when we're stressed, what does that do to our body, to our hormones, to our cycle. We spoke about appetite, we spoke about a little bit about fasting, metabolic foods, uh, the right foods to support our system, uh, what are some signs that we're under eating, Uh, we spoke a little bit about supplements, really I could uh, speak to them for hours and this episode is really just one layer of a very... uh, complex onion. (laughs) But Josh and Janine have such a beautiful uh, way of expressing and articulating uh, this stuff, this sciencey stuff, and how we can really uh, start to move from, you know, being in pain or unwell or not having a cycle or being stressed or to this place of not being in pain, regulating our cycle, having energy, yeah, I I am going to stop talking so you can hear us talk. This has been one of my favorite episodes. Like I said, you know, if I could have Josh on every week uh, 
and Janine on every week to talk about this stuff. Uh, If you don't follow them, please go and follow them. They post amazing educational content uh, that is engaging, funny, um, and really important, especially if you're a female, a female that's been dieting or undernourishing herself that has irregular cycles, uh, I highly recommend that you connect in with their work. Okay, so as they say, without further ado, I welcome you to this episode where we talk a lot about food. This is the Off Kilter Podcast. It is about breaking rules, listening to your ovaries, and coloring outside of the lines. Each week, We will connect and be in conversation about how to reignite your sexuality, feel powerfully graceful, and deeply connected to your body, all while navigating life. I am your teacher, Amy Kate Burr. Josh and Janine, we're going to talk about food. (laughs) So I would love to start with... uh, what you do and why you do it. Okay, that's a loaded question. <laughs> well, we really help people restore in a simplistic sense, and obviously we can dive below can the surface. Yeah. We help tired, confused, paralyzed people restore thyroid health through food. That's it. But obviously, there's a lot more to that. That's the very tangible sentence that people can grab onto. Yes. Yeah, and I love that. You see that when you go onto your page. Uh, and what catches me is this confused and tired. Those two words straight away jump out at me. Uh, and I think that they really hit home for a lot of people because that's how a lot of people are feeling. They're mm-hmm. feeling confused and they're feeling tired. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So today I really want to, like you said, it's an onion and it has so many layers. Uh, And I want to dive into that. Most of my work is with females uh, and look, our physiology is similar, but there are some differences. The main one being the menstrual cycle. So I'd love to dive into that. But my first question is why the thyroid? Because it is a hormone that affects every single cell, right? It's not necessarily the thyroid. We, we say thyroid because most humans can grab onto that and go, oh, I know the thyroid, I have a thyroid. So they can also relate to the adrenal glands, right? So we have the adrenal glands have to be kind of functioning or supported in order for the thyroid to work. So now we've got this adrenal thyroid relationship that is imperative to our energy systems, right? They work together. And even beyond that, we have a nervous system, right? So for so long, or what we, what we began to really acknowledge over the last six years, about, or about six years ago, was how deeply um, we were affecting the nervous system in the work that we were doing and pulling this entire the the whole picture together and really understanding that this idea of energy production, if we were to speak of the root cause of illness or disease or conditions, it really is how the tissues are able to breathe. Can they breathe or are they suffocating, right? And when we look at the different components we need to be able to produce energy, obviously thyroid hormone being one of them, 
oxygen another, glucose another, right? So how do we pull all of those key ingredients together and interrupt what's happening in the physiology and shut it down? Right? Yeah, I mean, so, I think an important piece to that is if you really take it back to what we do, it's we help, everything we do is strategic to help ourselves breathe properly. Yeah. Why? Well, everything begins at the cell level. You literally come into this world as a cell and you replicate and you become, become a conglomeration of cells. Your cells conduct all your systems. And if your cells are producing energy, yes, they produce some free radicals, reactive oxygen species, but we can degrade, the, degrade those. If we're producing energy, a lot of things happen. From producing energy, we can actually auto-regulate the nervous system because of CO2. We can access oxygen and feed ourselves even more. That means our tissues, our brain, our everything gets what it's supposed to get oxygen. In, you know, that's important. Um, but if we're not producing energy, we're producing oxidative stress. And this is when we get less oxygen. There's research that shows we get 40% less oxygen to our tissues, our cells, our brain, our lungs when we're not producing energy at the cell level. This means now our nervous system, right, a, the ANS, the, the sympathetic parasympathetic, becomes dysregulated. Vagal break goes on and we become more sympathetic. We can't control it anymore. Um, we produce more oxidative stress. We create inflammation long-term. This is where everyone gets a disease. It doesn't matter the disease, the disorder. It's the body, your history, how you're living, how you've lived, your bank account that those cells are in. It's the environment that decides how it's expressed. Adidas, Nike, same type of sneaker, they do the same thing. Doesn't matter if it's Sjogren's, lupus, or Hashimoto's. It's all an autoimmune disease, right? It's just the body that it's being expressed in. So the reason we focus on the cell, to go back to your question, and like Jeannie said, is the only hormone that can affect the 50 trillion, some say 32, so 60, 70, it doesn't matter. 80, whatever. There's a, if you, I don't <laughs> know if you mind if I lots. swear, but there's a shitload <laughs> of them. It's the only hormone that can influence every single cell, right? Now, of course, we need oxygen and minerals, and we, we focus on all that. But, you know, we can't tell people this is what we do. They'd be like, I don't get it, you know? So it's, it's the tangible version of it, right? So what we're trying to do is help people decompensate so they can get their cells to produce energy. And the way we explain it is you've been withdrawing more money than you have that than you make for so long. And now you're a million dollars in debt. That's oxidative stress. Yeah. I love your saying, uh, or your question, are you writing checks that your body can't cash? Yeah. So it's, it's you're a million dollars in debt. How are you going to pay the bank back? And that's what our process does. Um, so yeah, it's and like Jeannie said, it's not just about the thyroid. It's how do you take, how do you stop the stress response, take the burden off the adrenals. So now you have energy to, to coming in. So the thyroid is energy to burn so you can feed yourselves. Yeah. A few things come up for me when you talk about it. It's almost like, like you have to, the thyroid is the sexy part. Yeah. Cause people talk about it all the time exactly. and it's like in, and so it sounds sexy. So I often talk about it when I talk about movement, 
you know, if you talk about mobility or stretching, that's not sexy. Yeah. You talk about doing a really cool move, super sexy, but you almost have to make it sound sexy uh, because the other stuff, like talking about cellular energy and, you know, how to mobilize a certain joint. (laughs) Yeah. Like we think it's sexy, but like a lot of people really struggle to, uh, I, I guess pay attention at the start. Well, I was going to say, I think as yeah. we start speaking that language, there's a shut off, right? There's right. all there's already this state of paralysis and confusion. It's like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> but you speak thyroid, like, oh okay, I have that issue. I, I you know. Uh, very relatable. Yeah, the same with the adrenals. You speak adrenals or adrenal fatigue and already you have like attention. Uh, And when you have the attention, that's when you can start to build the trust through your education. And that's what I love. Uh, And I often speak of like a red umbrella. So I was sitting there thinking one day, like, how do you, again, make it sexy? How do you like make it relatable for people to, to understand that you know, everything that we do, how we live, how we eat, uh, our relationships uh, all affect our nervous system. And so I came up with this concept of the red umbrella and that, you know, an umbrella has prongs. And if those prongs aren't working right, the umbrella can't do its job or create its shape. So the umbrella is like the nervous system. And now, you know, we have prongs, which is food and our relationships, trauma, sunshine, uh, And yeah, if they're not working right, that's when we start to see problems, whether that's through, yeah, disease, uh, irregular menstrual cycles, injury, fatigue, lack of progress in our training. Uh, And yeah, today I, I love, and I know all the prongs are super important. And I know in your work that you often say like food is just one piece. Yeah. It's like one, it's one tool. Uh, and there are so many other tools and pieces that we need, but Often what happens is that when someone uh, comes to work with me, often a female, that they want to uh, heal, maybe heal. Maybe they have seen people, so many people, they've been dieting for decades. They've seen doctors, naturopaths, they have a thyroid problem, but they also want to lose weight uh, at the same time. So that's where my work often starts. Do you find as well when people come and connect with you that that's the same? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I think that we've, you know, we want to lose weight. We want to have all these things yet. We have this really serious metabolic issue happening that essentially is interrupting the whole of it, right? So we have to begin to quiet the system down, create that foundation, shift the shift the state of the physiology, because essentially, if there is a low energy system there, just for an example, we are locked in a state of stress, right? And we can't heal in that state, regardless of what our goals are, right? So that's first and foremost. But yes, we can't, we can't want the same, we want, we can't we lose weight and heal our thyroid at the same time. You know, again, there's a, there's a hierarchy. There is a process that we have to go through to recover that balance in order to get and reach that goal, which is achievable, right? But we have to set realistic expectations. And going off that last piece, and I agree with that, I think as a society, we're two things, very conditioned and we're lost and confused. Yeah. That's three things. But um, <laughs> and part of it is our fault and part of it is not our fault because of the industry itself. Right. You know, and people think that weight loss is a sign of, of health and, and being metabolic. And unfortunately, it's not. We work with a lot of, I would say, a lot of 
probably well, more than half our clients good. are not overweight, right. you know? Um, so, but we have to really look at this and understand going back to what we said. I mean, my brain works differently than hers. I always look at the physio, not in a bad way. We just, yeah. and that's why we work so good together. Right. Cause I, I think of it so complex and she can easily simplify it for me and, and everyone else. But it's like, if you look at history, if you look at physiology, weight gain is, is a, a symptom of chronic stress. Every, going back to the cell, chronic stress, oxidative stress, that's, that's where we don't want to go. Everything emanates from chronic stress. Right? People think, well, I'm not stressed. Remember, stress is not a thing. It's a physiological. And I think that's the first confusion. Right. Right. It's a physiological reaction from the brain down to the organs. Right. So it's like if I said to Jeannie, like, uh, I don't know what's scary. I'm going on a podcast. Yeah. We're going on a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Like, you know, um, I'm going to throw spiders on your face, you know, or watch a scary movie that might get her all riled up. And I'm like, that's not a big deal. So stress is not a thing. It's, it's our reaction to it. Right. Huntelier said stress doesn't kill us. It's a reaction to it that does. So that's why, that's where the disconnect is. But chronic stress on any level causes fat accumulation, causes the TSH to go up, right? It causes anything anabolic, testosterone, progesterone to go down. The list goes on, right? It causes demineralization of bone. So we're looking at everything. It's an accumulation of stress. That's why we always say, how did you get here, right? And it's, it, it comes from just us working with people so long and studying the work of, of um, Gabor Mate. You know, he talks about the bio, um, bio, bio, biopsychosocial theory. Like you are everything from conception till now and you can't separate biology from the psychological and social aspects of one's life. So we're in accumulation. I think people think that like, oh, I'm just overweight because I eat too much or my diet's bad, so we attack it with diet. But we're here to tell you that that's a, honestly a, a, a very small piece to that big puzzle. And like Jeannie said, you have to heal first. You have to pay the bank back. You have to get out of that stress state. If you don't stop, too many people are trying to start things with too many roadblocks in the way. You have to stop to start. Yeah. And we have to really redefine what health is, right? I think that's a really important conversation to continue having. It's, you know, are you sleeping well? Do you have good relationships? Are you recovering from drugs? <coughs> Let's start there, right? Because if all of these things aren't happening, then again, we're seeing when we look, when we work with people, it's like we're peering into their nervous system so easily. And we can begin to really see this bigger story that's happening. And what we're able to do with our nutrition is put them in relationship with it. Because going back to the conversation around stress, Sometimes we know it's happening and oftentimes we don't. We can't feel it, right? Because it's not what we've been conditioned to understand stress to be, right? So we can begin to understand those impacts and then begin to have a conversation and explore these deeper pieces. But when people don't connect with it because it could have been a traumatic birth. It could have been a trauma when you were a child. And it, it could have just been stress, People, it doesn't have to be a trauma. Stress is trauma, right? We might not even know we've had a trauma. Say, so, well, how was your childhood? I don't know. It was good. I don't really remember it, you know? Or maybe you, you had an eating disorder. You undereat. You overeat. You overex. All these things disconnect, disconnect us from self. 
and on top of being in 2020, you know, it's like technology. Everything just connects. 2020 technology. That's the least of our worries. No, I mean, like, like no, I where we're at in our society right now, like technology disconnects us from self. You know, we, we talk with emojis and the list goes on. So it's like, you know, we're not conditioned to feel, you know, and I think any that in itself, all of that creates stress, you know? So it's like, how, why are you overweight? Well, pick a number. Like at what point in your life was the catalyst? So we just want people to get away from that because when you look through that filter and you make decisions based on that filter of, I want to lose weight. And we see this all the time in our group coaching and our one-on-one -on -one coaching. We had the conversation today on a group coaching call. When you have that filter and it's the primal filter in your brain, every decision is based off that. So what happens is you move further from self because now you, 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 you're not creating awareness. Yeah, you're, you're not creating awareness and you're not making decisions based on what you need. You're making decisions based on, well, if I eat too much, I'm going to gain weight. I have to keep working out because I need to lose weight. But you probably shouldn't be doing this workout because it's working against you metabolically. And you probably need to be eating more because you need to stop the stress response and take the burden off the adrenals and feed the thyroid. So that filters is a hard place to be, but we try to educate people and help them find the balance point. Yeah. And where does, so you, when you start working with someone, what is your first conversation? Is it around this piece of stress? It's looking at the big picture. When we first start working depends. with someone, it's always about where are we coming from? What do we yeah. really need to understand? Because in this process, perspective is everything, right? Because so much of healing requires this idea of self-parenting, nurturing, really treating ourselves in a new way, right? So we have to begin to look at what has interrupted our ability to do that, have that greater conversation in a very gentle kind of general way and then look more when we assess somebody we're looking directly at the state of their physiology what does this mean to you with respect to stress your hormones digestion everything the whole and what do we begin to do to begin to slowly build this back up because most people are in such reactive depleted states that we have to titrate and what everybody wants to do because they're so used to protocols is go from zero to a hundred right so we've really got to help them put on the brakes and have that open communication all the time to help carry them through in in a way that's going to give them confidence because i think that that's an important factor in, your, in any healing process is knowing why right why am i doing what i'm doing and everything that we do has such an intention and strategy, strategy behind it you know, it's not just eat these foods and eat frequently. No. It's working with your body's rhythms to understand the displacement of energy throughout the day. Where is it coming in and where is it going out? And what does that mean? It's the right? bank account talk. Right. I have that talk with everyone because right. it's so easy. I mean, people are coming to us in such a chaotic state. We don't want to meet the chaos with chaos, right? It's not homeopathy. It's, it's the opposite. We want to match it with slow, quiet, easy stuff. So yeah, I mean the bank account talk, so they understand it. But a big one for me is, is letting them and trying them to begin to understand that this is not just about food, that this whole process is about creating new healthy habits and behaviors. That's what health is. Like a client I talked to today, I'm really struggling with this. I'm like, you're seeing it's not just about your food. You're telling me that 
literally his words. I'm just lazy. I'm not buying my food. I'm not preparing my food. That precedes any cool diet in the world. If you can't do those healthy habits and behaviors, the diet's not going to work. So it's about saying to yourself, well, I never go grocery shopping. Okay, when am I going to go grocery shopping? It's simple stuff. It's not rocket science, but a lot of us can't do it. Or like when I get these foods, I've never cooked fish before. How am I going to start cooking fish? Because I need to start adding it in or planning and prepping to meet my, meet my needs. So it's like, though, and of course there's more to it than that, but like it's, that's a huge piece to us is how do we, how do we look at what's not working and start figuring out how to make things work? Because if you do that and you create the environment for health, health will flourish. It's that simple. It's really about We've seen so many people that have struggled for so long get such amazing results doing very little, very little. Honestly, it's not, it doesn't have to be cool, crazy, and complicated, right? And I think that's where we start getting in our own way because everyone thinks they need to buy a thousand dollar red light and, you know, all these different things. But the healthy habit, we always say it's like, thyroid medication is not going to cure you. Why? Because all the things that got you to need it have not changed. So by the red light, nothing's changed. Yeah, so it's almost you're creating this foundation uh, mm-hmm. that's yeah. not there. If you yeah, think of a pyramid, that. we yeah. spend so much time at the top, yeah, trying all these different things and ways and diets and supplements. But uh, what I see in the last 12, 13 years is that there's no foundation, there's no bottom there. Uh, and so that's when you speak about it, what comes up for me is that you start to support them in creating this foundation. That's intuitive because the first two phases of our program. Well, it's all about that, right? And if you give the body what it needs, nature will do the rest, right? And that's really a philosophy that we strongly, strongly believe. And it's understanding that each person's needs vary, you know, and some pretty significantly and others not so much, but they're, they definitely do matter. And it's not about reworking your entire life. It's just creating awareness into what is right. really zapping you and how do we do it in a different way that supports you you know it's it's just that it's i don't even know if this is going off what we talked about it just kind of popped in my head that kind of correlates what we're talking about it's like we have to find that balance point right you have so many people not doing what they need but then they go overboard right they go from here to vegan or here to a 60-day cleanse or here to a a retreat or here to no exercise or seven days of exercise or taking tons of supplements or doing every protocol. I mean, you should see some of the food logs we see in these intakes for people. They take 45 supplements. You know, I have, we have clients that are like doing our program. They work, they're reading like three books. They're doing like uh, working with an emotional counselor and they're working a functional medicine practitioner you you this is the seesaw right you're here now you're here it's no difference you got to find that balance point and that's the foundational piece that's the first two phase or approach that we call the foundation that's so important and that's the small changes that i said that people get so much result from doing oh my God, the fire out Yeah. And it almost, a lot of the women that I work with are, they live from this place of fear and scarcity. It's almost the chase to feel well, that is the stressful thing. Uh, And they are, you know, they're, they're searching. This constant searching is what's creating 
like a lot of the stress. We talk about that a lot is, you know, this whole approach is changing this, this healthy journey into such an unhealthy journey, right? Where we're compromising ourselves that much more. And it's very, it's sad and because it doesn't have to be that hard, right? I really can empathize with women because it, it, there's, there's so much happening in our bodies. We're so reactive to things because we're, you know, hormonally, that's just how we're set up. We're just, that's how it goes, and especially in this day and age. So when you have all these different things coming at you about what's right and what's wrong and how to do it better, and you can't make sense out of it, it's only going to create a vicious, vicious storm of just chaos, you know, and it is paralyzing. It's paralyzing, but that's why we start so simple with people and we spoon feed people. Some people are like, that's all you want me to do. But then three weeks later, they have sent us no logs, no emails, they've done nothing (laughs) because we're asking them to change and, and, we're just asking them to tune in and sometimes slowing down enough to even be able to do that is really hard right so we have to navigate that space with people and help them find that there is no right or wrong good or bad black or white let's talk about this so we can be successful at this right because this is not about regulating your hormones or fixing your thyroid or healing your adrenals i mean it's all about all of those things but it's more about I totally. <laughs> it's no, I know what you're saying. It's it's you know what we're doing. Oh my what, god! No, I know what you're saying. Okay. The hardest piece of what we're asking people to do is we're asking them to change. Most programs and practitioners don't do that, right? They say, "Come in, here are your macros. Let's give you progesterone. Let's fix your hormones." And I'm not like talking down to people. I'm just explaining what we do. We're saying. You you have to change first to create any change. We've had so many women yeah. regulate their progesterone with no hormones. Right? I was going to say it's we, sustainability. I mean, you know, so right. it's like, you, and that goes back to that you have to stop to start, right? So, you know, we're asking people to change, and it's not easy. We're not just saying eat these foods. We're saying we got to really create a new way of eating. And we're looking to create long-term sustainability. We're not trying to sacrifice short-term health and say, oh, Houdini, my symptoms are gone. I'm better. But then five, 10 years later, they come back if you break protocol. We're not trying to do that. We're trying to really revamp the system, right? Rebuild the pyramid and give them better foundation so they can create long-term sustainability and be able to fine-tune, adapt as they age, have new stressors, new activities, the list goes on. When you begin to shift the focus back to you, and create this new level of understanding and awareness, the whole battle doesn't have to be so complicated, right? Now you can begin to observe yourself. Now you can turn the attention inward and really begin to feel your way through what your body's communicating to you. And as we build that foundation and quiet it down, that communication becomes so much more clear, right? So just going back to that sustainability factor, I mean, we're not... We're working on all those things, but more importantly, we're creating this regulation that allows for all of those things to happen, right? And like Josh says, we have so many women missing cycles, endometriosis. I mean, any, any hormonal imbalance you can possibly think of who within a matter of weeks or months are now beginning to be more regulated. I mean, typically I want to touch upon that. This doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it takes a year. I'll be honest with you, but these are people that haven't had a cycle for two years. If it takes a year to heal, all you're doing is focusing on yourself. That's beautiful. You know, um, 
we never tell people this is a 30-day fix. I would no. never. We're not God. And it's hormones you're looking at a six to 12 month. Yeah, it's a like huge, not that you're not making progress, but you know, it's, you got to think about it. If you are 36, it's taking you 36 years to get here. You know, you don't have a hormone imbalance because of what happened the past year. You are everything from conception till now. That's at the stage. So we have 36 years to work through, right? We have $36 million of debt to pay back. And most people are trying to pay it back with pennies. We're trying to put big chunks in there. You put $100,000 in. Yes, you're paying your debt back. You feel better, but you're still in debt. So it takes time. It takes time. And then, Amy, you know, the conversation of now we're 36 and there's natural hormone changes that are going to start to take place, right? And then you meet, you go into your 40s and it's just, yeah, by that time journey. what we're seeing is that threshold. Things are just starting to express because we've hit that threshold. Yeah. yeah, and you often talk about like the chase of symptoms and so many people will chase symptoms. So if we look at the cycle, it's, you know, I, I have an irregular cycle or I don't have a cycle or it's a painful cycle. I have lots of PMS, like they're all the symptoms. So can you speak to... Uh, like what's going on there? <laughs> what's like the, what's the foundation or what's underneath those hormonal imbalances? So it's taken us 36 years and I know that everyone is different, but you know, over the last 20 years, what have you seen when it comes to our, like our hormones and our cycle and what's causing uh, these symptoms? Ooh. Yeah, well, to simplify it, it's, it's a big question. Yeah, it's mismanaged physiology. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Right? There's nothing wrong with you. But, you know, we're a culture that's been conditioned through commercials to believe that if we take a supplement, it's, it's going to fix our, our PMS. It's going to fix our headaches, our bloating. So that's where it comes from, in a sense of psychologically. Physiologically, it comes from just mismanaged physiology from the past. 10, 20, 30 years of your life. And where does it start? It's hard to say. I mean, you could say it's the accumulation of genetically modified foods. And this is my belief. And, and coming into this world in a mineral depleted state, energy depleted state, you know, eating refined processed foods, you know, that adds up over time. You know, you might say, well, I feel fine. There's a lot of things that these foods do. And they're loaded with synthetic um, minerals and vitamins on top of taking most supplements are synthetic. And they deplete our minerals. And this is a problem because beside being energy depleted, these minerals activate all enzymatic reactions in the body. They produce all vitamins. They support thyroid hormone production, conversion, and usage in the cell. The list goes on, right? So everything gets mismanaged. And then you take the pill. And then the bomb is dropped. And that's just your downward spiral towards having all these symptoms. So it's really just you're becoming more debt, more catabolic anytime catabolism goes up which is chronic stress anything anabolic is going to go down you know there's a hierarchy right the body's going to prioritize so you have all these metabolic imbalances which are going to lead to mineral deficiencies vitamin deficiencies which is going to affect our ability to be able to produce hormone yet we are losing we're burning up reserves so rapidly and unable to replace them the body physiologically, the brain, the nervous system is interpreting the survival 
state, right, where procreation no longer becomes a priority. So yes. you, now you've got the inability to produce hormones, the liver's inability to be able to properly detoxify. So you get this buildup of potentially estrogen, right, within the tissues, and this depletion of progesterone. So this whole estrogen dominance, progesterone, or estrogen dominance we're seeing is more of a progesterone deficiency because those pathways, again, right. the way that they work, the body's prioritizing. Right. Right. The same would be true for digestive issues. We're not going to stop and poop when we're running for our life. Right. Same thing is true for the idea of procreation and the production of those hormones or the ability to even to, be, to produce them. Right. If we can't convert energy, we can't produce hormones. Right. But we can certainly waste what we have in the reserves you know, which is going to create more of a, de a depletion. To add to that, just more tangible versus what I said is, you know, when we become energy depleted and when we lose so many minerals, um, the liver becomes very sluggish, right? And when we say sluggish, we don't mean you need to see a doctor. There's something wrong with your liver. Or that well, you need to do massive liver cleanses. Yeah. Not that they can't be supportive, but... <laughs> well, what we mean is the liver's ability to methylate now is affected. Interesting, right? Because what does everyone have? MTHFR which is really just a copper deficiency, but that's a whole other conversation. And so, yeah. um, <laughs> Something you've been talking a lot about lately. Yeah. <laughs> copper, so it's, yeah. It's, they can't methylate anymore. They can't store minerals, right? They can't convert thyroid hormone. The list goes on. We can't regulate our blood sugar. We can't produce energy at the cell level. We increase inflammation. We can't detoxify estrogen. So yes, your estrogen levels are low, but your tissue, tissue saturation is high. Right? It's a big difference. So this is where the, the cycle is perpetuated physiologically for women. And that doesn't mean you need DIM or calcium deglucurate or anything like that. It's really about replenishing the energy, right? Broto Barnes talked about this immensely. If you can replenish glycogen stores, you can regulate a sluggish liver because it starts from being hypoglycemic, right? So if you fix that sluggish liver through eating the right foods, which aren't a burden on the system, and you eat them when you meet your metabolic needs, you store energy, you convert thyroid hormone. You store minerals, you support methylation, right? Over time and consistency, everything, you start to pay the bank back, you begin to regulate the system. But, you know, with women with hormone issues, it's, it's, it takes time because I always tell women, you know, as you're healing, some of these symptoms are just a part of your body and its fluctuations. It's healing again, you know? It's not gonna be perfect and it takes time for your cycle to be perfect because it's been mismanaged for so long. And their job is to really keep working with the balance, yeah. right? The more stable we can make things, obviously the body can continue to work for that, work with that, but we are working at such a deep level, yeah. right? Every single cell is transforming and breathing differently and communicating differently. So it's a big process. Yeah. You know, it's a lifelong process to be quite honest. Yeah. yeah and I think we get stuck on, uh, like it's, there's an impermanence to everything as well. Like, uh, what works for me today may not work for me tomorrow or in a week or a month or a year, because it depends on, the state of my nervous system, what's going on in my life, the environment, uh, but we're in this search of this uh, right way uh, that will work for me forever. <laughs> yeah, but what you're saying is powerful, and I'll speak to one point of it. This is where most people go wrong and get in their own yes. way, 
right? Instead of embracing the journey. Like I had a client the other day who was just like, Josh, I think I need to go see a doctor. I'm, I'm clotting like crazy. I don't know what's going on. And I emailed, I emailed her back. I said, are you in pain? Do you have any bloating? You know, blah, 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 blah. I said, clotting is actually normal. You've regulated so well. To me, it's a sign that your hormones are actually regulating now. You're building up. You're breaking down. There's nothing wrong with you. So we get in our own way. So this happens. Instead of just embracing the journey, we take ourselves off the path now. Yes. And I also think that, you know, I always tell people when they come into this process, they don't walk away the same physiologically. So there's a building process, right, when yeah. it comes to healing. But there's also this idea of adaptation, right? We get in this, like, oh, I've, I've got it now. I, I'm eating this. I'm eating this. I'm doing it this way. I'm working. I'm good, right? But then life does change, and we have to be able to move with that. And that opportunity to really create that awareness and understand what your body needs and when gives you that power of, oh, I understand this message. Now I can move with it and create, but I really understand what I need and how do I kind of rework or refine yeah. that based on where I am in my life right now, right? Because so many people will try to keep doing the same thing under completely different circumstances and it doesn't work. But this is the awareness we're very, trying to create. It's very disillusioned. This is the awareness we're trying to teach people through our process. Because how you eat now is not going to be the same in three months. It might be the same for six months and then change. You might wake up one day and be like, I feel like crap today. How do you meet your needs differently? But then you feel better the next day. Right. It's all about adaptation. And that's really what we're trying to teach people. Don't follow protocol and never break protocol. Because if you wake up and you had a crappy night's sleep, just because you're supposed to go to the gym doesn't mean you go to the gym, right? Just because you usually eat six meals, that those six meals are going to work for you today. Maybe you need to eat lighter, more meals. Maybe you need to eat denser, less meals. It's, we have to meet our needs differently. And yes, that, that adaptation piece is huge. So for us, it's about not reacting. It's about sitting back and just really sinking into your body and saying, okay, good. You know, it's part of my journey. Or if it becomes a pattern, I need to talk to Josh or Jeannie and look at the pattern and say, oh, all we need to do is just progress you. Your body's telling us it's, it needs more. Or see here, you know, you haven't worked out, but you put this workout in, you just unfortunately didn't have enough fuel to support yourself. And that's why your body's kind of telling you this didn't work. The list or your food frequency, you don't need to be eating so frequently right. because you're more efficient now. Your body can go longer periods of time, right? Because There's sometimes so we get stuck in this idea that more is better and it's never better it's very rarely you know you, you have to be willing to not follow protocol and listen to your body um and it's not like intuitive i'm not i want to use the word intuitive it's just really listening to your body it's not like every day has to be different but we can't just follow this protocol and think oh this is all i need for the rest of my life i'm good yeah okay so but a lot of people actually have no idea how to listen to their body they have no idea how to allow and receive. So could you talk to us about what does that look like? Because we're connecting with people that have been so disconnected from their body for years or decades that, you know, you say, listen to your body, but they don't even know what, they don't even know what that is anymore. Yeah. We have to start slow with people, you know, and if mm. it's, if it's just, it's, it's just a simple acknowledgement of, I don't even know what I'm feeling. And getting comfortable with acknowledging themselves first, 
right? And as we begin to slow it down, okay, so how did the, did the meal sustain you for a period of time, right? So we, let's start there. How did you sleep last night? Because you can always tell us that, right? Or at least your experience of it. So those little pieces, we can begin to reconnect with them. And as we quiet them down, they're more able to hear, Yeah. right? But it takes, it's a process as well. But I mean, it's, it's very, um, it's very insightful the first time you speak with somebody and like, I don't know how yeah. it feels, telling you everything you need to know. It's right? like, it's the fifth level of pain. It's numbness, right. Right? right? So you know a lot about that person. And if you know the nervous system, that deep piece of the nervous system, it's the dorsal vagal, right? Everyone thinks it's just parasympathetic, sympathetic. Well, below that, you have this dorsal vagal. That's immobilization. That's frozen, right? That's numbness, num- numbing. So you know that's what that person is. And when people are there, they're paralyzed, right? So it tells you a lot about that person, but I think that we use our food logs and awareness so they can see it and connect with it. But on, on a deeper level, I think that people are not taking the time out to know how they feel. You know, I work with clients that are realtors. Well, how are your meals working? Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, well, do you, let me ask you a question. You're a realtor. I know realtors. Do you sit down to eat? Well, no, no, I'm running around in the office in my car. <laughs> you, you, we always say you have to create space to heal. And part of that is to connect with yourself, not just to eat food because it's more than food. So if we're not taking time out to heal and we're not creating any change, we're never going to be able to reconnect with ourselves, right? And for some people, it is scary because they don't want to reconnect with themselves. We're not saying reconnect with the trauma you had, maybe we were abused when you're eight. We're not saying that. We're saying just get in your body again and feel it and take the time whether it's five minutes at your desk, push your seat back and just sit there and go, just find your breath. How do I feel in my body right now? Like just find myself right now because what happens and what happens with us, like today, Jeannie came in my office. It's like, where are you? I was laying on the bed, laying down because just between all the emails coming in today, I mean, just emails from clients and contact requests and the clients who were working with the group and Facebook and Instagram. I was just like, whoa, I need to lay down and just like, because I'm always here. I just needed to sink into my body and I just needed that because <laughs> I just was like way outside myself. I was overwhelmed. So it's just simple things like that, you know, and you're like, well, I don't feel any different. Remember, it's consistency and accumulation. It took you that to get here. It's going to take you that to get back. But a little by little, a little becomes a lot. Yeah. And food is such a resource for that. So you feel, you feel like that or you felt like that today. Uh, and yeah. there are things that you can do. Uh, you know, you can't change the, the work that you do, the amount of emails that you've right. got in, but you can create the space first. But then there are also things that you can put in place to ensure that you're supporting yourself. Uh, and food is one of them. So do you want to speak about like, where do you start with food? I think, yeah. <laughs> I think the big thing Jeannie, is... Jeannie, I love that you said slow so many times. Yeah. Slow. We tell it's everyone. It's all about slow. We slow say it so much in our know? group coaching. Well, when you think about it, we have physiologies that are speeding. They're going a million so miles an hour. Right? So we have to, we have to pull, put the brakes on a little bit. In, a, in, a, in the way that feels good for that person, because often putting the brakes on can be very disorienting for people. So how we approach it has to be very specific to understanding, again, who that person is, where they're coming from, what's their baseline, 
And how do we slowly begin to build this back up? And sometimes it's often with just how they start their day. Yeah. You know, are you hungry or not hungry? Easy peasy. That's Let's how try to eat within 30 minutes of waking yeah. up instead of four hours. Well, I'm not hungry. That's information. You yeah. should be hungry. You're exactly. human. Maybe have a cup of raw with some cooked fruit. Something small. Just get something in the system to start revving the engine. Right? We always say, if you lived in a log cabin in the middle of Alaska and it was minus 50 in the morning, you wouldn't go, I'm going to wait four hours to put wood on the fire. You'd be dead. Right? You have to get the fire burning to keep the heat efficient in the log cabin so you don't freeze to death. Same thing metabolically. You know, so it just depends on the person. Um, some people, it's just, let's talk about one of our foundational pieces. Let's talk about what our metabolic foods and how to create balance with them, you know? Because for us, it's about balance. It's not about turning you into us or being so super OCD and turning this journey so health and unhealthy. It's who are you and how do you want to make this journey and what foods do you like and how do we create balance with it, you know? Oh, I see you're having a waffle for breakfast, a gluten-free waffle. When you have some, when you have half the waffle with some eggs and a little bit of fruit, let's create more balance to this instead of just, pulling the rug out from under everyone because what does that do paralyzes people right so we just go slow with people and we try to get their feet wet because but we're also looking at what they're doing so they're coming into us right. maybe eating two or three meals right so maybe it's just the addition of one meal and starting them off right it's very day, personalized you know so and then again like josh was saying introducing the foods and really speaking to people about what is it that they love to eat yeah. What do they intuitively want to eat? And how do we shape and mold that around the idea of me metabolic foods and recovering glycogen stores and, and shutting down stress hormones and upregulating thyroid hormone conversion, right? How do we how do we sculpt this beautiful thing so that we're getting this, this high level of nutritional density coming in? It's really giving us something back while fighting our stress down, calming our body, right? Increasing yeah. Can we break that down a little yeah. further? Uh, what Jeannie, just what you just said, like how are we, you know, regulating our blood sugar? What, like, what are metabolic foods? Why do yeah. we need to be eating often? Yeah. What, why, why, why am I not hurt? hungry? Well, most people aren't hungry because they're in a chronically stressed state. It's that simple. It's, it's the first thing to go when you're chronically stressed is your appetite. Right. Um, because the body has to prioritize energy pushes the energy to the brain, pushes it to the muscles, takes it away from the stomach. That's why people have autoimmune issues. That's where a lot of your immune system is. This is why people don't have enough hydrochloric acid. They think they need hydrochloric acid supplements. It's not, you're in a chronically stressed state. So that's the reason people are, are, don't have an appetite. And they think, well, my body's telling me I need to fast. You know, it's you're moving in the wrong direction now. But um, metabolic foods in a simple sense are basically – Foods that are um, really meet what the body needs in a sense from carbs, proteins, fats to micronutrients. We're very strategic about what we put in our body because just because a food is a food doesn't mean the human body needs it, right? Now, we're not like OCD about it, but here is a general list. That doesn't mean you can't branch from it. We help people create balance. This doesn't mean like we won't have gluten-free pizza once in a while, or we don't have a drink here and there. But it's obviously uh, any type of muscle meat, whether it's lamb, beef, venison, buffalo. It's any type of whitefish, any type of shellfish, any type of broth, um, collagen, dairy, organ meat. 
Um, I said everything, right? Yeah. Those are your proteins, right? And there's reasons why. It's not I just like... say, not everybody needs dairy. <laughs> yeah, before everyone goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. But these are big topics. We, we could do a whole podcast on those, just the, those foods alone, right? And people say, well, meats are bad. Well, how are you going to get your fat-soluble vitamins? They're not bad. How are you going to get minerals? Well, you know, white fish is this, shellfish is that. They're, they're loaded with minerals, right? All your zinc, all that stuff, synthetic, it depletes the body of copper. It's the fastest way to create iron iron absorption in your tissues um, and slow down your thyroid is to mess with copper, right? So you can get that from shellfish. You can get all this from whitefish. So there's strategy behind these foods, and there's a metabolic reason we need them, and that's why we recommend them. Carbs, obviously this is where we get controversial because everyone thinks sugar is going to kill everyone, is the ripe fruits, any type of fruit, any type of squash or root vegetable. And there's strategy behind it. But we're looking at the liver energy storage, thyroid hormone conversion in the cell. That's what we're looking at when we talk about those metabolic foods and then fats. You know. So fructose can be so fructose from fruit, right? It's a combination of glucose and fructose can be used to replenish glycogen source very rapidly, right? So we can access that for energy conversion. But the balance, because so many people in a low metabolic state can't regulate sugar or break the breakdown of, of sugars at all. So we have to make sure that we've got that balance to slow them down yet receive right. that glycogen that we need to replenish because again, the tank's empty, right? And because people are so reactive and working with the state, the state takes time. It's the consistency over time that begins to regulate the body. But because of the state of the system, that glycogen gets burnt, burned up really, really quickly. So there's a very short window of opportunity. And that's where the strategy lies. We have to know when to get in there and replenish because otherwise the body's gonna go immediately into that adaptive state, right? Because that's where it's been for so long. So we have to shut it down. It's okay to go there, we're designed to do that. But that's where most people are living and why they can't bounce back out of it. But this is the important point. You're, you're relying on stress hormones to produce your energy right and this is why we're against fasting and all this but i don't want to go into that um and you're depleting minerals at a very fast rate right it's physiology we don't need references it's basic physiology you lose sodium that kicks magnesium out of the cell you lose potassium it's that simple right so um this is important because people are in this state and they go well i'm just going to fast and take minerals the problem is you're not stopping you're still withdrawing tons of money and you're putting pennies back in your bank account because those minerals are synthetic, the vitamins are synthetic, and you're not stopping the stress response in the system, right? So that's what the strategy behind the metabolic foods is, is, is really supporting the system so we can stop and start and really get those people out of this inflamed state over time. What are some key signs that... Uh a female or just any, like a, even a male are under eating? Oh gosh, any one of the symptoms that you want to present, right? But it, with, with respect to body temperatures, well, I don't even know if that would be an accurate. We, we look at people's logs initially. Yeah. I, I, would, I could tell you this, 99.9% .9 of the people we work through for the past 20 years are under eating. Under -eating. Now we're not advocating this high carb diet. We're not advocating you need to eat, be eating a ton of food, but most people are not meeting their metabolic needs. 
things, right? Whether I can't sleep at night, my progesterone's low, the list goes on. But we look at bonding temperature and pulse and how they feel and what they're eating to really see this. And I honestly maybe can count on one hand how many people we, we ha have worked with that are maybe eating what they need, they just need it fine-tuned a little bit. But most people are not eating their metabolic needs. It doesn't matter if you eat six meals a day, right? Because we see so many logs of people eating six meals a day and they're getting 900 calories, right? So it's, you have to really look at the big picture and look at everything. But most people, and they say, well, I feel like I eat so much. I couldn't eat more. Well, here's what I want to say, especially speaking to women, is that Josh was referencing the idea of a burning log earlier, right? Yeah. And this long burn that you get from a log. Most women are, are eating, are throwing paper on the fire, right? They'll eat yogurt and fruit, or they'll do smoothies, right? Or they'll do a salad nuts. with some protein or some nuts. When we have hormonal dysregulation, the system is like, ah, you know what I mean? There's so much instability that we have to pull those logs in to anchor, right? And that's the mistake most women are, are, are making is that they're eating these light little paper-like meals all day long that has no ability to sustain, create long burn, sustainable create energy. energy. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're training on top of that. So I work with women that train a lot and then they're so undernourished. And for me, it's like two pronged. The first piece is like, do you eat enough just to support the system, to support like the red umbrella? Uh, and then you've got training on top of that. Uh, I don't think we really can digest how much energy it takes to sustain life in and of itself. Right. And I mean, I if just, I always put a number to it. I remember I heard a number a long, long time ago. And I think it's like, you know, anywhere from a thousand to 1200 calories just to sit on the couch and do nothing every single day. Right. Well, how many people do we know doing that? Right. So it gives you a little bit of a perspective on how deficient we might actually be. Um, and yeah. It's like, oh, I'm eating 1500 calories. I'm way overeating. Well, but this you know, goes back to the beginning about weight loss. Cause that's how everyone eats. So if someone has a huge cycle imbalance and they're, working out crazy hours, maybe in the morning, late at night, you know, and they're eating, I call them jazzercise type meals. You know, it's like <laughs> you're not eating enough and, and you're filtering through that weight loss filter and you're not meeting your metabolic needs. It's not that we don't want people to work out. We want to make sure that they're, they're taking a step back so they can find what works for them. So they can finally move forward for the first time and get on that healing path. But a lot of us just keep, hitting the brick wall because we overtrain, we undereat, and we don't know why we're getting better. We did this 30-day menstrual program to fix our cycle and everyone got better, but we didn't. You know, you you have to this is the the effect. The causes have to change to change that effect. And most people, especially women, you know, are definitely overtraining and they're undereating. Now initially we say let's try to nourish you to you know counterbalance your workout because I know how important it is for you but usually what we see is it's working against them so we'll pull back you know um yeah. and when they embrace that the results they get are amazing but the hard piece is it getting there and the only reason I was going to say is because when you know we were we were speaking to earlier we always say slow 
right? So here we have all these women who are in very hypometabolic states. They're not cycling. They're not eating. They're overtraining. They go to the gym first thing in the the morning, fasted. And then we're going to say, well, you need to eat more frequently. And you need to eat more density. Well, they're willing. They'll do anything they want, anything you ask them to do, right? But they want to do it from zero to 100. And what's going to happen? Gonna gain weight. Excessive gain weight very, very rapidly. So we have to adapt the body slowly. And this is where what are we doing coming into this process and how do we build that slowly? How do we add one more meal and create more balance just there? Let's just hang out there. Not perfect, but we have to get your body used to taking in the added nourishment. Yeah. Right? So I think that that's really um again why we continuously say slow and paced and yeah. um titrated. Yeah, I love that. I often talk about it uh, as taking the long way home, not the yeah. short way. Yeah, we love the shortcuts and the short way home, but we have to take the long way home. And that's yeah. something uh, that I just love about your process and your method. It's teaching people to take the long way home, which is harder oh, and it sucks sure. and it's frustrating. Yeah. And, but it's... Yeah, um, but at the end, you're like, I got this. You know what yeah. I mean? I've got it. I know what I need to do. Sometimes you're going to do it and sometimes you're going to say it. I'm going to be bad, but you're <laughs> yeah. still making, but you know how to get there. Yeah. Like you're going to make these more conscious decisions around what you want to do. You know what I mean? But you know how to get back in the seat and go if you want to, but that's what we give our clients the freedom to do is like, here's what's happening. Here's your tools. What do you want to do with them? Now? Right. You know, cause it's not our journey. It's theirs. And everything we're doing is coming from the, from the perception what their body's showing us. We're just helping them understand it. Right. Yeah, the messages that are that are coming from the body. Yeah. Some people don't want to change. They yeah. you know, they don't want to not go to the, the gym at five in the morning because it's the only time they can go. And you know, that's okay. Maybe they're just not ready. You know, some people are not ready and they think they're ready. You know. Yeah. I have one question before I ask you my five rapid fire questions. I was doing an, uh, a little Instagram live yesterday with Lucy Bartholomew. She is an Australian ultramarathon runner. Most of her community are endurance athletes, so female yeah. endurance athletes. And what came up, there was like the questions that obviously came up was this iron and iron deficiency and anemia. And I would love if you could just, I know that it's a, it's like a big topic, but I would love, it comes up a lot, a lot when I work with females uh, and athletes and they train and they're, they're anemic. I would love if you could just little, like a little riff on that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I know you love a little riff, Josh. So recycling, accessibility to oxygen, right. Is really what the conversation is. It's, almost impossible in this day and age to be anemic. We've been trained to believe we're anemic and yes, everyone repeats it. Um, The problem is what we're really seeing is a a few layers here. We're really saying that we're copper deficient, but we're really saying we're vitamin A deficient because you need vitamin A to convert copper into bioavailable copper, which is seroplasmin. Now this is the important piece. Seroplasmin regulates the rectilioendothelial endothelial system, which is the iron recycling system, which naturally gives our body, I think it's like 24 milligrams of iron a day. Don't, don't quote me on that. But it gives us the iron that we need, right? Here lies the problem. Anytime copper, let's just simplify it. Copper goes down, iron goes up in the tissues. So your iron levels in the plasma are very different than your iron levels in the tissues. 
That's why you have to assess copper, seroplasm, and vitamin A, right, versus just iron. Because iron does not regulate iron. It's regulated by seroplasm, by available copper. So it's people are not iron anemic. What happens is because we grow up and our parents have one, two, three, four, five kids, every time a woman gets birth, she loses about 10% of our minerals. You get imprinted whatever minerals she has, might, which not might be many, you know. Plus, on top of it, genetically modified foods, chelate copper, synthetic vitamins, synthetic C, vitamin D depletes liver retinol, synthetic calcium, synthetic zinc depletes um, copper, um, and there's synthetic B vitamins, the list goes on high fructose corn syrup. So you have all these things that chelate copper from the body. What does it do? It increases iron saturation in the tissues, right? So the only way you're going to know is to do a full Monty iron panel. It's the only way you have to pay out of pocket. It's like $300. Um, so you can look at copper, vitamin A, seroplasm. You know, so the first thing is when you're talking about anemia, you have to get off genetically modified foods, high fructose corn syrup, and off all these synthetic supplements, including vitamin D, that deplete copper and liver retinol. Why? Because if you deplete copper, you can't produce seroplasmin. If you deplete vitamin A, you can't convert it into seroplasmin. Without seroplasmin, you cannot regulate your iron recycling system. It's that simple. So unfortunately, you know, as Morley Robin says, information with missing information is misinformation. And when people talk about anemia, there's a plethora of information, and the biggest missing piece is iron does not regulate iron, right? So people are going to go, oh, I'm going to go eat liver, or eat desiccated liver, or take vitamin A and all these things. You have to stop first. You have to stop the multivitamins, the synthetic vitamins, all these synthetic supplements before you do anything. And the first thing is you have to start the foundational piece is what we teach, our RTM method, because... You have to stop the stress response, right? So you can start storing these minerals again. And then you have to use other things to balance your cells with minerals because if you start any of those supplements without that foundational piece, guess what? You inverse your mineral ratios, which creates more stress in the system, right? So you have to work in hierarchy. So unfortunately, these people are not anemic. And, and when you start taking iron, guess what happens? What, it, what is almost every ultra marathon runner struggle with? Hypothyroidism. They all take T4. So anytime you take iron, you deplete copper and you shut the thyroid down. Because the, the TRH, T4, they're copper dependent. Those, the enzymes that stimulate them are copper dependent and the conversion of thyroid hormone. So it's a web, but unfortunately it's not, I don't want to say it's not true, but when you look at the physiology, it's, it's a big, um, it's just misinformation, unfortunately. Yeah, but I love how you express and articulate it, the, that you have to come back to the food foundation. You have to come have back to, to the foundation automatically you can just feel that people go, okay, well then where do I get a vitamin A and a copper supplement from? <laughs> like the worst away. thing you can do because yeah. all vitamin A is synthetic. It's vitamin A, it's retinol palmitate. It's not retinol. And then people are taking tons of vitamin D and you see the same lab all the time, but they're like, 
while I'm taking desiccated liver, I'm doing this, I'm taking D. The problem is D depletes potassium, renal potassium and liver retinol at a very fast rate. So then you can't, you can't convert your copper. We see it on the lab all the time. They have super high copper, low A, low seroplasm. It's the same lab all the time. So you essentially think about everything I'm talking about. When you do that, you indirectly increase iron saturation in the tissues, which yeah. causes inflammation. Yeah. And yeah, could you just have to come back. You come back to the state of the system, the food, and then, you know, people are searching or they're taking these supplements to solve again a symptom or a problem and not coming back to the foundation that you know, the reason why you're, you may not be absorbing a certain, you know, mineral or nutrient is maybe because you're, you don't have it or that, you know, the gut's not healthy or this, you know, you're still under stress. And so um, iron is toxic to heavy metal. Yeah. You know, and we're not saying take copper. We're not saying that because <laughs> you get copper from shellfish, organ meats or desiccated liver. We're not saying take this copper supplement. Right. Yeah. And, and that's why I love when you say that, okay, it's set up, there's a process and the method and a method and there's a why behind it. Yeah. So you're sure. talking about these proteins and you're talking about these certain foods because of what they have in them. And then yeah. that relates back to, you know, we don't need to take a couple supplement. We don't need to take a vitamin D supplement. Yeah. What we need to do is eat these foods and we need to spend time in the sunshine. <laughs> well, in a way that regulates us because now that nutrition is more accessible, right? Now we can really begin that absorption and replenishment of so many of those things. So it's always food and supplementation, but what else do we need to support that once we've got that regulation happening? Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, vitamin D is about getting sunshine 100%. Yeah. But at the same time, when you look at the physiology, and this is something that's not talked about, unfortunately, but if you dig, it's all there, is that magnesium is a precursor, right, to vitamin D. So is vitamin A. So when you see someone with low D, number one, if it's the winter, you're going to be low D. You're not going to die. You should have low D. But most people should be in the 20s. Anything higher is actually quite toxic to the system because it depletes A. But the other issue with vitamin D is this, and this is, this no one should be taking it because when they do a lab, what are they looking at? They're looking at the storage form of vitamin D. They're not looking at the active form. And when you take vitamin D, you're taking the storage form. Your lab goes up, you take it, you stop it, it goes down again. You're not looking at the store, the active form. So there's a, that in itself, in, in my opinion, would be like, why am I even taking this? The whole theory about vitamin D makes no sense. Now, I'm not saying you don't need D. You do. You can get it from your fat, soluble vitamins, your meats and stuff like that, your organic meats. You get outside, but if you get enough magnesium from your food or supplementation over time, you'll regulate that system. Beautifully, beautifully expressed and articulated. Uh, before I do my questions, what are like three things that people could do today to maybe start creating awareness or a little bit of a stability and supporting their system a little more? Slow down. <laughs> slow yeah. down, go slower than you slow down, and then slow down even more. No, yeah. Slow, slow, slow. <laughs> one of the things we want to do, you know, there's this, there's this real um, time between waking up and noon of the day where we really want to grab hold of some stability. So breakfast is always 
an important thing. That 30 to 60 minutes upon waking, yeah. if you have an appetite, eat something that's got some proteins and carbs in there. If you don't have an appetite, still eat proteins and carbs, just make it a little bit lighter, right? Um, I think that that's absolutely powerful. Eating in balance, you know, most people don't need a ton of carbohydrates, so it's not about consuming large amounts, it's consuming the right types. Um, most people don't really even need more than a cup of carbohydrates, and that's being very generous, right? Um, and then finding finding meals that not only do they enjoy, but that they that really sustain them, I think, is really important. That's where you're going to get this longer burn. You're really going to be affecting those stress hormones. You're going to be you're going to have more sustainable energy. Um, can else? I add a fourth? Yeah, you can. You like breaking I, rules. I do. I think that an important piece to all that is um, really being honest with yourself and looking at the things in your life that really aren't working for you and have gotten you to this point. Right. And just being honest and creating the space to change those habits. Like I get up at 5am to work out. Maybe this is working against me or I'm working 80 hours a week. Maybe this is working against me or whatever it may be. You have to be honest with yourself. If you what truly do you not it. like about your life? What's not working? Yeah. What does not bring you joy, right? Doesn't mean you have to attack it now. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's just a fraud. Sit with it. But yeah. it's not just about food. You have to be willing to create more space to heal. And when you do that, it's amazing what can happen. You know, we had a client in our group coaching who reversed her Hashimoto's, which happens all the time. But, and a big part of her process was slowing down because she was overdoing it. We got her to actually eat less because she was overeating create consistency and in the end she actually moved her business home and she spread her work day out and worked a little less and just everything in that kind of came together and for us that was the catalyst that helped her because she's been doing this for years but we got her to slow down and get honest with herself and she's like I just work too much like I don't I love my work but I don't like as much I work because I feel trapped there's too much, not, not enough time to be two clients I said then change your hours. It's that simple. So the answers the, are there. Sometimes they're just yeah. scary because they mean change. Yeah. Yeah, and often, you know, it's not a lack of education or a lack of, it's, it, we need to be held accountable. We yeah. need someone that provides the energy, that provides the support, that provides the accountability to, to move through the fear and to create the right. change. Okay, five questions for both of you. Except for the fifth, that's not for you, Josh, but okay. you, know, you could answer it if you wanted to. Uh, why do you train? Ooh, feel good. <laughs> Mobility, movement, we sit all day. I don't know. Why do you train? Oh, I've Too trained since. Good. <laughs> no, I've trained since I was a little kid in my basement with my dad. So it's like ingrained in me. But why do I still train? It just makes me feel good. I like doing it. I've done it my whole life. It's just a part of me. Um, yeah. Not to but like say good. What do you mean? It just makes me feel balanced because we, it makes me feel like I'm doing something for myself. I don't have to talk to anyone. Right. I can just listen to music and it's just for me. And it's just for me, it's, it's for circulation. It's for detoxification because for as a woman, I've had hormonal issues my whole life. So circulation has always been an issue. Detox period, that's something my body needs to be able to maintain mobility. I have to move it. 
right? And it's not about over moving it. It just means moving it in a way that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Sweating. I love to sweat. Great. Okay. Number two, what do you like that nobody else really likes? <laughs> so I'll tell you mine. Mine's okay. warm water. Like I don't like cold water. I have to always drink lukewarm water. Okay. I'm I like still... real. I like really small spoons and you cups. Like small I don't know things, why. Right? What would you say that I like that nobody What does Jean like? I'm trying to think of what would be. I don't know. I have to think about that. I really don't. Yeah, know. I like really small cups and small spoons. I have no idea why but I do. Yeah, I get that. I like to only eat out of bowls and I have a thing with forks. Oh my gosh. He likes to eat out of bowls. I eat everything out of bowls. I don't know why. I hate plates. Yeah, I hate them because it falls off the edge and then I get your, I just. You just like to shovel. I do. I like to shovel. (laughs) Just give me a big mallet and a bowl and I'm good. What what do you like that no one else likes? I don't know. That's so funny. Um, You can get back to me on that. You can like really reflect on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if you had a billboard in Times Square and it was going to stay there forever, what does it say on it? Shit, you got some good questions. Okay, a billboard on Times Square, what does it say on it? If you want to change, you have to change. Honestly, be the change you want to see. Change. (laughs) And that's, I, I think as a society, we just, it's insanity. Like everything is insanity in my opinion. And sometimes, you know, even with this whole COVID thing in the mask, like it's just insanity because none of it really makes sense. And I think that's where our whole society is. That's where people have trouble healing, you know? So it's like, we have to step outside our comfort zone. So in order to change, you have to change. Yeah. But I'd also put that also, what do you need? Like, I want the world to just have that question. Like, what do you need for yourself? Right. I'll never forget the first time I was asked that. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's kind of like these questions. Like, what do you need? I have no idea because no one had ever asked me that. So coming back to what we were talking about earlier, like I didn't have any idea when I first started to explore, you know? So I think that's a really important question because if we can begin to answer that again, so much of what we're working with wouldn't be so hard. Yeah. I love that. I really like that question. What do you need? Okay. Number four. The three things that you would like to be remembered for. This work, for sure. I think yeah, this put work. On this, on this planet to do this work, for sure. Um, being an incredible mom, <laughs> for sure, to our little boy. This work. Um... That's what do I want to be remembered for? I don't know. I, I, I would say, and maybe people don't think so, but I the think. Possibility. The possibility to change and become who you really want to be. That's what I, I mean. I, that's, and I know that sounds really weird, but in my family dynamic, to be who I am today is just like yeah. not even tangible. Like, you know what I mean? For, for, so. What do I want to be remembered? The work. That's as a summation of a lot right so there. So much, I know. Um, 
I would say like just my witty and humorous personality. Maybe some people don't think so, but I think so. Um, and um, I don't know. That's a tough question. Well, you can you can reflect. And get can reflect. Yeah, you can you can do a reflection. You can take a rain check as well, like okay. Jeannie, and get back to me. Yeah. The last one is, what day are you on? What day am I on? Yeah. It's Monday. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's an interesting question. I have to say 18. <laughs> day 18. You have no idea. <laughs> My cycle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I'm just laughing at myself. Day 18. Yeah. Beautiful. I want to thank you. Thank you for uh showing up for doing this work for your ability to express and articulate some really complex stuff uh and to help people learn how to build trust with their bodies it's so important uh where can people follow you learn from you work with you (laughs) i think the best place to start is our website eastwesthealing.com um, we have our one-on-one coaching there, our group coaching, of course. We have a, an opt-in. We can get our audio series. Um, it's a seven-part audio series, and then we send a newsletter out every um, Thursday, which is a really good one, in our opinion. Um, and then from there, you can find our Instagram, which is where we do most of our probably show face the most. Um, it's at Real Food Gangsters. Yeah. Um, you can find it from our Insta- um, website as well. We do have a Facebook. It's East West Healing um, as well if you're a Facebook person. But we definitely are on Instagram much more. Beautiful. Yeah, so, I've, I've enjoyed learning. I, st- I connected with you when you did metab- uh, metabolic breathing a long time ago oh, yeah. wow. when Josh was posting like his squats and doing a lot of metabolic breathing <laughs> stuff. So I've been following along for a really long time and yeah, go and connect with their, with their website and, and their Instagram. There is amazing uh, educational pieces there. Um, so thank you. Thank you for creating thank the space. You. Thank you, Amy, yeah. for the support. It was great yeah. talking with you. It was so nice to talk to you. Yeah. If you have any questions, you can connect with me on Instagram at Amy Kate Bow. I also write a daily blog. You can sign up on my website, amykatebow.com. Thank you for making the space to listen today. Remember, Take the long way home. Bye for now.